This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today we are diving straight into the topic of how you can use stories to help you with your visibility. But it's not just your visibility that matters because yes, we know for business we want to get visible, but let's face it, it's because we want to streamline the process towards making money online. And I am joined today by Anna Karna, who is founder of Socialista and helps women to increase their visibility and to drive profit into their business without faffing around and wasting loads of time. So welcome to the show, Anna. Another Anna with me today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, great to have you here. So I always like my guests to kind of introduce themselves a little bit. So tell my listeners exactly what you do. What's been your process to helping support people in this way? Hi, everyone. So my name's Anna and I own Socialista, which is a It used to just be a social media management company, but we have heavily just thrown ourselves into training. And last year, we trained 10,000 women online in 2020 onto being more visible and making more money online. So increasing their inquiries, increasing their sales for their business. So we don't specialize in one type of business. It's mainly female-owned businesses. So it's been so exciting to work with so many people in lockdown, in and out of lockdown on how to increase profits, inquiries, and getting more confidence in themselves. Because I don't think as business owners, we're taught how to do that. In school, we definitely weren't taught how to do that. We just taught a skill and then we try and perfect that skill. We're not really taught how to show up and how to run a business. I think there's something interesting there because... When I was doing my GCSEs a long time ago, business was an option. But yeah, I did. I did it for A level, but they didn't teach you anything about that. Like, they don't teach now. you about how you have to, if you were running an actual business of your own that is not in the business corporate type field, how you would actually promote yourself. And I think that if children, if youths had that information, then becoming a freelancer, running your own business, becoming a small business owner would become something much more appealing, attractive, and attainable. So Anna, I know that you've had, since with lockdown, everything that happened with businesses closing, I know that you've had a very fast transition to get your business working online. I'd love for you to share that with my listeners. So my business was predominantly face-to-face. And then in March 2020, I had two options. One was to go online or one was to close. And my other business, we have a family catering business as well that I'm a director of, that we were getting loads of emails saying events and shows had been cancelled. And I was so worried because I could, I either needed to stop my mortgage payments and take my brand new car back or go online. It was literally like, I need to make a choice here. And I've been so scared to go online. There were so many things I don't like about my face and about my voice. And I just had to just get over myself and just really build up my confidence, do a lot of learning, do a lot of skilling up, worked out like little things like my angles, my tone of voice, that kind of thing. And I just had to learn how to do it. Otherwise, the business will close. And I think there's something really powerful in what you've just said, because if we don't feel good about getting visible then we stop ourselves from doing that. And you're at this stage then, a year and a bit ago, where, you know, the income's going to stop or you sort it out. So what were the fears 
what specifically were the things that you were thinking? So you've mentioned then about my, about how I look. You've mentioned about your voice. What were the kind of things that you were really holding yourself back from doing? I hated speaking on stories. I did it, but I didn't like it. And I knew I needed to do it more. I'd never gone live on Instagram. And I only went live on Instagram this year in January because it terrified me. I could just go live in a private Facebook group because I'd feel safer. But to go live on Instagram terrified me. So we're recording this in May. It's May. How on earth is it May? (laughs) In that five months since you started doing those, how do you find those processes now? I don't get nervous anymore. I feel like I have to be prepared. For me, I have to wear, like, I call it Saturday night makeup. So my makeup, I have heavy makeup on and I take the time to get ready like I would to go out on a Friday or Saturday night. And I feel more confident doing that. So I have my lashes on, I have my highlighter on, I wash my hair curls, and but I didn't know how to do my makeup and I hated my makeup. So I had to learn how to do makeup. So I couldn't afford to have a makeup artist every time I went live or or did a training. So I had to learn how to do makeup as well because I wasn't confident in my own makeup, which would stop me going live. So I had to learn I had to learn makeup. So having made those adjustments for yourself and then having got through that that confidence barrier, because it is a barrier for so many, which is why I think it is important to highlight. Where does it all fit into your business now? And what has happened as a result of, of going through that? So any insecurities that I've had, I will vocalize and I vocalize anything in the business. I'm very honest with my audience. And I can really resonate with someone when, when they say like, I, I just can't do it. And I do think you have to be strategic about it and very methodical about it and say, okay, what what is the reason you don't like it? And for me, it was my makeup, it was my voice, it was my face in general, and it was my teeth. So I had to get my teeth done. And I only figured out it cost like £600 to get my teeth fixed, which was a lot of money then. But in the reality of how much it's pushed me from going out there and the money I've earned from going live, it doesn't really matter. It was an expense that was worth it. So first I had to thought, right, it's my makeup. So I need to learn how to do makeup. Then it's the teeth. I need to fix the teeth. Third is my voice. I can't really, I don't like my phone voice. I don't like my voice in general. I have to kind of get over myself. Like that can't be fixed. I can't just change my voice. And actually Um, the interesting thing about the voice, a lot of people don't like their voice, particularly when they hear it recorded. And the reason is when when we hear it ourselves, is because we're hearing it through all the bones in our skull. We actually hear our own voice through the resonance, the vibration in our face, which is kind of weird. And I know that. But it's really, really common for people to not like the sound of their recorded voice because they think they sound high pitched. They think they sound squeaky. They think they sound immature. and, And it's a massive barrier for people. So now... Knowing that those thoughts were there and then you've taken some steps to feel better about yourself, do you go back and listen to your content after you've created it or do you just let it go out into the world? So I used to just like, just, just do it. I thought I can't, I can't listen to myself. And so when I'd listen to myself, I'd cancel it and then not record it. So then I was like, okay, need to be strategic about this. I'm just going to put it out there. At least it's done then. But now I have to caption. So they've only just recently put captions on stories but then you still have to listen to just change anything. So now I caption all my stories. So I have to listen to my voice again. But that should, I'm just still, I'm still like, oh, I hate my voice. I hate the way I sound. But I, I just get, can get over it and just caption it and post. So one of the things that you really support people to do now is to use stories, and particularly all of Instagram, but really on stories to help them build that visibility, 
so that they can make money. So let's talk a little bit about why stories are so important over on Instagram. Well, there's two things, really. If you want to convert more of your existing audience, so more of your existing community, more of your followers, as you see on Instagram, you need to use stories to do that. If you want to grow your audience and grow your followers, you need to use reels. So we've got two things on Instagram that we need to really work on if you want to convert your audience or get a new one. So reels are huge right now. I know for me, I'm not a huge Instagram lover. I talk about it all the time on here. I'm doing my best. In fact, tomorrow I am being grilled by Janet Murray as part of her new podcast, which by the time this goes live on air on my show, we're actually live streaming this for those of you who are listening over on Spotify or Apple. But by the time you listen to this, you'll actually be able to hear me on Janet Murray's new podcast, which is called the Courageous Content Podcast, where she is going to be grilling me on what I'm not doing on Instagram. But I'm already finding that if I spend 15 minutes doing a reel, whatever it is, I get then 1500 views within minutes, which is not something that I would ever be able to do on my Instagram content with my grid or my stories. So talk to me then about the, the different strategies for stories and reels. And why do you think that they engage people in such a different way? So people always check the stories, don't they? Like, well, not maybe you don't because I know you don't use Instagram that much, but people that are on Instagram, they would rather they probably scroll on the top of the feed more than the actual feed. So they use stories first. And I teach in my training, it's called it's Netflix inspired, and it's called Story Binders how to get more engagement. So we have 10 times our story views by doing this. And we use a mixture of polls, questions, outfit pictures, selfies, face to camera talking, loads of this. And I have 10 times my reach. So I now get thousands and thousands of story views rather than hundreds. So if that's what you're getting on your stories, what kind of numbers are you getting on your grid? So my reels will always be like 10k or more and my valuable reels. So I do Top Tip Tuesday every Tuesday and I'm doing that today because today's Tuesday. And so I have to film that. I've got the text together and I had to film it. And I feel like I'm known for like the pointy reels. So like you point to the screen, I don't know whether you've seen them and the information comes up. So now I know how to do those. I teach people how to do that in my reels training. And giving value always helps because people will share it to their story. They'll tag the friend in it. They'll save in it. And these will show to Instagram that this is performing well. So it gets pushed up the feed more. It gets onto the explore page more. And it gets onto the Reels tab. So now there's a Reels tab at the bottom of the screen because Instagram are really competing with TikTok. So that is their version of TikTok. So they're they're using Reels more than they are any other type of content. So then what you're explaining to me is that you're not necessarily doing a Reel every day. You're being really no, targeted about when you're releasing no one, Yeah, no one has time for that. I even with stories I only post every other day, but I get ten times a reach. I teach that as well. So I only stories. Because I often heard in the past that you need to be posting on your stories several times a day. That that's the you know everything. Who has time for this? Like we've got we're busy. Everyone's busy. You've got family. You've got drama going on at work. You've got a business to grow. You've got accountants, solicitors, a team to look after. Who has time to post? on stories every day. I teach people to do it two or three times a week. And that's all I do. See, now I'm liking the sound of this because I'm ultra lazy when it comes to doing my own social media content. So for you then, if you know, let's say you're going to do three posts this week, 
how would you make sure that those posts are going to be ultra valuable for getting engagement? Yeah, you have to do it in advance or you have to prepare in advance. Like today, I've got Top Trip Tuesday, which I was preparing yesterday. And I just need to film that. And I only film when I have makeup on. And I didn't have makeup on yesterday, so I didn't film it. And I didn't have makeup on. And that becomes a a live or a story or or a reel? Tuesdays are real. So I will film my reels when I have makeup on. So today I've got a meeting with you. We've got a meeting later at six, haven't we? I've got a meeting at half four. So I'm like, okay, I've got three meetings today where I need makeup. I'm going to film two reels because I like convenience. I like simplicity. I'm going to make the most of time when I've got my hair and makeup done and I'm going to film a couple of reels. So it's done And also them. make the most of the time when you've not got your face on um, and then yeah. you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the week. Okay, so so from a story perspective then... If you're only posting on there three times a week, what kinds of things would you be doing to make sure that that really works for your business? So I do a mixture of personal stuff, relatable stuff, funny stuff, questions, polls. I do swipe ups to get sales and inquiries. I ask people what they want, what they need help with. It's just a mixture. So it's valuable. It's funny. People are getting information from there. So it's a mixture. I used to just sell, sell, sell on stories and I don't do that anymore. So me even posting a picture of my gym outfit or my yoga outfit or power trainers will get people really engaging and get people into conversations. And people know more about me as well. So I've got like a really nice close-knit community and we're all female. We all like the same, similar kind of stuff. So we're all watching similar kind of things on Netflix and we talk about everything. It's not just about business. Mm. I think that's important on the stories that it's not just about the, the polished version. It is giving people that insight into a little bit about who you are, what might be going on in your life behind the scenes. So for someone then who has maybe been really intermittent with using stories, what would be your advice in kind of kickstarting that again? So if you want to get visible on stories and you know you should put yourself out there more, if you learn best by getting thrown in the deep end like I do... That's how I've been taught. My dad has always thrown me in the deep end. I was running my own catering unit at 10 years old. I've worked since I was 10 years old. So that's all I know. If you prefer like baby steps, I would maybe do um, a screen record and a voiceover and put that on your stories. Or I would do behind the scenes. So you're talking through something, what you're doing. Um, if you don't want to do face to camera and build your confidence up that way. Mm, that's good advice there. It doesn't always have to be live. And when it comes to things like, say, using polls, using stickers, do you ever think that you can add too much to a story? No, it's just the way the story algorithm is. I've done a lot of trial and error testing. And there's stories, there's a whole row of stories right at the top. And your story, so this is the front, your story might be right at the end. And we need to get this circle to the front. Down the way So... By signaling like this story's doing really well, it's been really engaging. So Instagram will see that and it will move it to the front. What are the kind of posts then that don't get any traction or don't get as much traction in stories? Where are people going wrong with this? Where it's just sell, sell, sell. So there's no like amazing transformation. There's it's not like amazing feedback. It's literally just a post for the sake of posting because you can't be bothered, bothered putting on stories. You don't know what to do, and you're like, oh, that'll do. Literally just like a business post. And tell me a little bit. So you then brought your business online because everything happened with lockdown. Previously, you were supporting some big companies with their social media, but doing formal trainings in person. 
Tell us then about some of the results that have happened for people as a result of you you helping them to work out how to use their, their Instagram in terms of stories and reels. Share what can happen in, in, in a short space of time when you get this right. So, for example, there's Jodie. She's a personal trainer. So since she's been doing reels, she's in my online Facebook community. She's been gifted by so many brands, featured by so many brands. She's learned how to do reels with her daughter. Her online community has grown. So she has a paid subscription. So that's grown. She's earning extra thousands of pounds a month extra and her views are going up all of the time. And then someone that started their business in March, they are now doing 90 grand months. So there's people that have gone from one extreme to the other. But the most important thing is, is building the confidence. When you see the numbers go up, you feel more confident to post more. Mm. And the Instagram algorithm does have an effect on your confidence and it shouldn't do really. When you see your post getting lots of reach and loads of likes and loads of shares, you're like, oh, it does make you feel good. Yeah, it it makes it feel purposeful that you're there. Yeah, it does. It's kind of like if your love language is words of affirmation, you like the likes and the comments and the messages to make, and it makes you feel better. And if and you also, feel better, you do more. You do more. And also it makes it feel that your time is useful as opposed to I'm just posting out into the ether and there's nothing coming back. Yeah, yeah definitely. So then getting this right. So you talked earlier about you can get thousands of views on your on your stories now. What kind of numbers are we talking about in terms of followers? Do you have to have to start really seeing some traction here? So the average amount of story views, which is normal for an Instagram profile is one to 5% of your followers. Right. But on my personal profile, I get around 10, 15% story views. And then on my business profile, I get around... I would say 8 to 10%. And so when you're talking about how to make money with stories, what do you think? Do you think there's a good ratio between when you do sell and when you don't? And then do you have any advice for if you're in launch, for example, if you've got a product or service, you're heavily promoting it for a couple of weeks. How do you find the balance in that scenario? So even when I'm in launch mode and I've had this year, I've had, I think, four launches. It's been crazy. I still stick to my stories every other day, but I'm very wary of what needs to go on where so everything is really strategic just so I don't burn out and just so I can move with the algorithm as well we get so many inquiries from our stories people always reply people always vote we get into conversation and then we put the swipe ups as well so people can just buy directly from there and in those stories are you directing people to reach out to you in your dms is that part of the strategy yeah, part of the strategy, we like people to reply to stories or we get people to vote on a poll. They would like us to contact them. And then in our reply, we can say, oh, hey, thank you for voting on my poll. You voted yes, DM me. So I thought I'd reach out and send you. And then that gets us into conversation there. So we're, accept- we're getting permission from people to reach out for them as well, which is really important. Yeah, rather than spamming the inbox, which so many people do, and it doesn't work. Okay, that's really great. So what I'd love for you to do, Anna, is share really, for people who are maybe where you were a year ago, who know they just need to make their business work online, come hell or high water, what would your advice be to them about getting visible? What do they need to know in order to make this work? You do have to get over yourself. I don't mean that in a horrible way, but you have to find the problem that you think that can be fixed and you need to fix it. If it's something like your voice, you can't change that unless you put your phone voice on. And like you said, there's going to be a disconnection. So you have to fix what you can and then think, right, I will go on stories. I'll be more visible if this, this and this is done. And then once that's done, work towards it. 
and then be visible. But again, do not throw yourself in the deep end if that's not how you learn well. Like sometimes I know people that if I throw them in the deep end, they push away and it makes them not want to do it even more. So if that is you, if you are one of those people, then baby steps and you will get there in the end. Like progress is definitely what we need. Yeah. And nobody starts off perfect at all. I think sometimes we do have to allow ourselves to be imperfect because that's human and that's okay. So for those of you who think, oh, I really hate getting on camera. I completely relate to what Anna shared today. I really get that. I am just going to flag up for you that podcasting is a great way to get more visible without necessarily having to have your face on camera. And we do now have in the podcast agency our new podcast booking boutique where we help match you with high quality podcasts that are right for you. They might not be, you know, the, the big ones like Joe Rogan, but they've got the right audience for you. And if you would like to reach out and find out more about that, go to thepodcastagency.com. So thank you so much, Anna Kana. I would love to know where can people come and find out a little bit more about you? So you go on the Instagram, which is at Socialista UK. Or if you want to know more about stories, then you can go on the online training courses of the website, which is socialistamedia.co.uk. And we have loads of like mini trainings on there for you. Really, really affordable. So if there's anything that you want to learn specifically, whether it's reels or stories or emails or just Instagram in general, everything is on there for you. Fabulous. So we're going to make sure that the links to Socialista are on in the show notes wherever you're listening to this when it goes live on Apple and Spotify. So thank you so much for coming on with us today, Anna. Lovely to speak to another Anna. I don't actually know many other Annas in person. (laughs) So um, thank you guys for listening and take care. Go check out your stories, use them and we'll get making some money. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.